that 18 years old right nice indian boy in the middle of the ocean yeah. crying breakfast show the podcast now i don't know if this is just me or it's this innate human feeling like mm-hmm. we need to learn something new every day right uh, well yeah sometimes it I feel like that too Sometimes lah Right Especially when you wake up In the morning Like for me It's when I wake up In the morning And I'm okay. like Yeah I'm ready to Take on the day Ready to go I want to uh-huh. learn Something today So <laughs> this That's why you and I Are very different <laughs> You see when I get up In the morning I'm like I want to go back to sleep But <laughs> <laughs> well, this morning On the way here In the car I was like Hmm What do I learn today mm. um, Do I listen to a podcast So I thought Okay I want to learn A new word Okay And then I got to thinking Oh, it would be so fun to do a podcast mm-hmm. where you know they teach us a new word. I was like, you know what? There probably already is a podcast. There's a podcast kind. for everything nowadays, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I went, I looked for it, and I found one. Okay. Yeah, and it taught me um, Bosch. Bosch. But I forgot the meaning of it. <laughs> okay, I can tell you, Bosch is a brand. No, it's not. It is. No. <laughs> no, no. This is B O S H. Oh. Uh, it means uh, you bosh someone they hit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, okay. it's not. Is this a Malaysian podcast? Uh, no, it's an American one, I think. So okay. like only matsali words lah. I don't think I've, I don't think there is a Malaysian podcast that teaches words and like Malaysian words especially. You know, when I was in the UK, right? Uh, my vocabulary isn't the strongest lah. Yeah. So my friends, what they did was they bought me a thing called Word a Day toilet paper. A word a day toilet paper. Yes. So on each ply of toilet paper, there is a word, and they oh, give fun. you the definition of it. So every time <laughs> you're in the toilet, you learn something, right? That's cool. Yeah. One day I, you know, had some food poisoning, <laughs> and I learned about like 30 words. So it was so great. <laughs> Gross. Fly FM. So we're talking about learning new things. Like for me, uh, I like learning new words. Like this right. morning it was Bosch And then I forgot the meaning of it But you just did a Google search right Yes And the word Bosch Actually means nonsense Ah, ah. Okay Cool Thank you for that No problem I'm <laughs> so, here to serve <laughs> So how do you learn new things Kevin? Okay. YouTube I usually Google it Okay Like normal people Right But the thing is Sometimes it's very hard to read So what I do is I go on YouTube Knew it And I watch the videos lah. But the thing is In YouTube There's yeah. these Indian Creators Who yeah. basically create Learning tools For everything You can learn anything Through Indian YouTubers Right I've seen Douglas Go on tic- <laughs> Like YouTube Actually Go on YouTube And learn TikTok dances From Indian teachers Before And I thought That was so strange No no it's not But, but it's normal We all know That Indians Are the best dancers First of all <laughs> But second of all Like you know I, I, I love this one YouTube creator uh-huh. Which is called Picks Imperfect He teaches Photoshop tips and tricks So I can learn A few things on Photoshop Right Picks Imperfect Yes Do you have like a little Audio of it? Yes okay. Select the elliptical marquee tool And create a circle Just inside the eyeball Keep in mind Where the highlight Of the eyeball is Now fill it with white And add a little blur By going to filter Blur and then Gaussian blur Oh he doesn't even Sound Indian Yeah yeah He's got the less Of an Indian accent Yeah But his voice Is so calming Yeah And then he has A unibrow He has a unibrow. Yeah, his 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 <laughs> his eyebrows are married. We gotta And love people. With unibrow yeah, I know, I know. You see, the first the the first thing I clicked on it was is yeah. that a unibrow? I click. <laughs> And then I. Then I watched the video And I thought Oh this is actually quite good Because he's actually He teaches you in very simple terms Like other people right When they yeah. teach you They were like You know they will tell you Very technical Like oh you know You have to click this Click that And blah, blah. Yeah. And this guy is just like You know he shows you Very patiently oh. Like you open this So he's a good learn. He's a good teacher He's la. a very good teacher You nice. know you come for the unibrow You yeah. stay for the lesson <laughs>
Fly FM. So the Hong Kong floating restaurant sinks in South China Sea. Wow, they're taking steamboat to a whole new level here. <laughs> huh? No, so this jumbo floating restaurant that's super famous in Hong Kong, right? It looks imperial. It has like a massive three stories. It sank while being towed away from the city. Now, during its glory days, I think like Queen Elizabeth and Tom Cruise even went to visit. But I think over the past few years, they lost millions, apparently, according to this article. And uh, the business wasn't doing so well. But when COVID hit, I think that was like the, that was the pinnacle. Uh, that was when it like couldn't take it anymore. They had to close the whole thing down. And that's why it was being shipped away. Well, that's very sad. Lah. But I, I remember once uh, I was doing a gig, yeah. right? And the, they built the stage on top of a pool. Now, how it works is they did the supports at the either side of the pool uh-huh. and then there's a perspex like you know acrylic glass thing okay that goes across okay and it's very wide right right so i went on when i was doing my my sound check oh no uh, i went on and i was like it, it felt a bit like, <laughs> like this is not steady uh, this is not steady and somehow i'm a chonky boy right yeah, yeah. Again, as i as i mentioned many times <laughs> right so i was like i asked the organizer sure can support no he said no problem can support no oh, problem no. So I'm like, okay lah so i went and did my sound check okay yeah and then it came to my performance i went on yeah and I felt a bit of a bounce. Okay. Right? So I was like, I stood one place. Yeah. I did not move anywhere. I just did my show. Yeah. It went okay. Yeah. And then I left. Right? Okay. And then right after me was this, uh, so one of the board of directors was supposed to give a speech. Yeah. So he came on and he was energetic. You know, he also was a big guy. Oh, right? no. And he was energetic. He was moving around the stage. Like, hey, how he makes some noise. And so <laughs> the stage broke. No way. It just broke. And he just fell into the water. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, actually, you went on before. I went on broke before. Broke the stage. Hey, hold on. <laughs> okay. Don't make wild accusations. Okay. I was cleared of any... <laughs> Wrong doings. Fly FM. So there's this floating restaurant in Hong Kong. It's super famous. Got towed away because they closed this business down. And it sank in the South China Sea while being towed away. It was like, no, no. I am not going down like this. <laughs> I am. No, but it got us talking about well, ships in general. Because Calvin used to work on a ship. Yes, I did. I used to work on a ship. Last time, I used to be a marine engineer. Right. And I was wondering if you've ever fallen off a ship. Calvin said that he got pushed off a ship. What do you do? Well, okay, I didn't do anything, okay? <laughs> so before you become a marine engineer, which is an officer on the ship, yeah. uh, you when you're studying, you have to kind of do practical, right? right? So you're a cadet, which is another word for being in a glorified intern, okay? So be- <laughs> but, but the whole thing sounds so cool. Yeah, no, it's not, okay? <laughs> so basically, I'm on the ship. I'm basically getting coffee for people. Right. Also, I'm also the experiment, right, sometimes. Uh-huh. So what they do with cadets is sometimes they line them in the deck, right? The captain comes along and says, hey, you're going to have a swimming test. Okay. Okay, we have a swimming pool on the ship, by the way. Okay, we're going to do a swimming test. So they line us up at the back of the ship, uh-huh. right? And then he chooses one, yeah. which he basically throws overboard. So, does, wait, does he ask you to jump or does he push you? No, and he pushed. Like, surprise you? Surprise. Wait, how high is your ship? Okay, the ship is, I was on LNG carrier, so it was about 12 feet. That's high, no? Yeah, that's very high. You need to know how to fall into the water, right? Because the water can be as hard as concrete sometimes. Okay, I say. have to say that I am wearing life jacket. Okay, right? okay, we, okay. We are wearing proper clothing and stuff like that because yeah. we are told to wear those clothes. Okay. And then he pushes us off. Yes, you have to land properly, but we all are taught how to land properly as well. <laughs> so that's part of the drill, I guess. Right? I can just imagine you just falling off the ship going, no! <laughs> no, and the best part is because it's a man overboard drill as well. 
Okay, what's so that what, mean? So what happens is, is basically a drill when if if let's say somebody falls overboard okay. accidentally, yeah. so the ship has to pick them up back, right? Uh-huh. So what happens is this this drill usually they use a mannequin. Right, but when there's cadets on board, the mannequin takes a break. <laughs> right, so they throw us off, and the ship just goes away. Like it just goes off into the distance. Throw you off? Yeah, yeah, because I didn't know this. The ship has to make a U-turn. Oh, right? like a three-pointer. So you thought they just left you? Yeah, I thought they just left. I'm there, 18 years old. Right, nice Indian boy in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, crying. No, did you really cry? I did. I did. I, I was crying, and then. The ship turn around, came back, and then they have like a rescue boat come down and pick me up. And then the engineers who were picking me up, they were like, "Hey, don't cry, lah. <laughs> It's not that bad. We came back to pick you up. Why? Why are you crying? Why are you oh, crying? <laughs> so powerful. Why? So a group of ridiculous people had a wedding ceremony for two cats, complete with a marriage certificate. Well, cats also nowadays got arranged marriage and all. Is my auntie involved in this in any way? <laughs> so it happened in Yemen. So I, I, it's a highly unlikely that your auntie was involved, lah. And like any other cat video online, this went viral as well. And in the video, right, you can see one guy reciting a marriage contract while using an ink pad to take the cat's footprint as a form of, of you know signature and consent right the organizers of the wedding actually printed invitation cards and distributed them prior to this marriage um, everyone there seemed to be having a good time all laughing and cheering but the two cats didn't seem too happy about the ceremony and if you know cats you know they don't hide their facial expressions yeah. right you can see when they're like I'm not having this yeah they all the time like you know <laughs> you have a cat right I don't have a cat I have a dog. Oh, you have a dog. You see, yeah. I wanted a dog as well, but my wife wanted a cat. So we compromised yeah. and now we have a cat. So <laughs> that's how compromise works. But you don't like cats at all, is no, it? No, it's not that I don't like cats. I just don't like this one. All right? Because this one living with this cat is like living with my mother-in-law. You understand? What do you mean? Like it, it's judging me all the time. Like I don't like sometimes I come back late from a show and yeah. like the cat is always just looking at me like what time is this? Huh? This one you think your father's house is it? You can walk in walk out like hotel <laughs> I actually do want a cat But at the same time I kind of don't want The responsibility Of taking care of a cat Like because now I can go on random Weekend trips And okay. just leave the house You know But if I have a cat How am I going to leave it For 3-4 days Actually cats are easier Than dogs to leave behind Because as long as They have food and water Yeah It'll be fine They'll, they'll take care of themselves But they want attention though Still They'll, they'll knock things over They'll scratch the couch For example Yeah right? I, Okay fair they, No they'll scratch Whether you're there or not Okay Because my cat Yeah, and he scratch the uh, scratch under the couch, scratch the <gasps> curtain. I'm single-handedly keeping the curtain industry alive, you know. Why FM? So this group of people in Yemen mm. decided to marry two cats. They did the whole works. They okay, got both, wedding invitations out. Say it like that. They decided to marry two cats. No, they married two cats together. Yeah, literally lah. Yeah lah. No, you said marry two cats. Like they married cats. No, no, they got the two cats together okay. to marry each other. Ah, that makes more sense. <laughs> okay, so that. Happen, mm. but if I was talking about weddings in general, right, Kavi? Mm. What was your wedding like? My wedding was interesting, right? Because <laughs> you see, my mom, me being the only child, uh, my mom decided to invite everybody, <laughs> like seven hundred, like eight hundred people, and seven hundred ninety-six of them I didn't know. What? Right? It's it's just weird because again, only child. Yeah. So I told my mom because I'm paying for the wedding, right? I yeah. told my mom. 200 that's all you get 200 okay all right so i gave her 200 invitations all right then 
She went to the printers And printed more No She way. printed more She printed more And then 800 people showed up to buy. Oh like, my god uh, When the RSVP came in I had to change my venue No way To a bigger venue Because they had, uh, Some of all my savings gone lah That's a nightmare It is a nightmare But did you enjoy it or not Like this big party <sighs> No <laughs> Because I had to walk through 80 tables And like everybody <laughs> like Hey 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 Hello yeah, Congratulations Who are you again <laughs> And then they will come I held you as a baby Hey I was a baby I don't remember you <laughs> So okay If I'm planning a wedding Because they say that like, This mm. is the thing right With mm. weddings It's yeah. more for your parents Than it is for yourself Correct <laughs> So if I'm planning a wedding uh. What is your biggest tip Okay here's my biggest tip right Okay If you're planning a wedding yeah. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> Okay, because she'll invite everybody. Okay, again, you'll go around tables and going like, "Who are you?" Ah, huh? I held you as a baby. Fly FM. So, a man in Japan set his company on fire because of work pressure. Wow, oh, yo. you fire me, I fire the whole building. <laughs> yeah, literally, right? So it was a building material store that he worked at, and he's a 32-year-old part-time employee. He actually admitted to his crime during the investigation. He said, "Yeah, I was too stressed at work, so I set the store on fire." <laughs> like as if it's a normal thing to do, you know? Yeah. What made it worse is that he set the store on fire while he and other people were inside. Oh no! Yeah, luckily nobody died, but one employee was injured and had to be brought to the hospital. I mean, we get that work stress is real, but this isn't how you deal with it. Lah. Also, work stress is quite normal, right? We all go through it. Did you go through it? I did. Well, my first job, sort of, was uh, a, as a morning breakfast show producer. Okay. So, like, this show, but producer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was only 20 at the time, and... It was tough Because I had to find stories I had to plan everything I had to find okay. stories And then tell them like, Okay this is how you can angle it okay. This is how you can make it interesting mm. Tell people um, I have to figure out stunts Which is what you know You do To, to get more attention Fair Marketing enough. stuff and everything yeah, yeah. I had to write scripts ah. I had to run to the Like proper producers To produce segments It was it was intense lah And everyday I'd get mara, You know I'd get scolding Wow And your work timings You you come in at What 4am Yeah we come in uh, Well I have to wake up At like 3.30 4am uh, Start at 5 and then? and then I used to stay Until 8, 9 o'clock Wow Yeah I used to put on weight So much And the only thing I had to eat Was a wrap That's it Like a chicken wrap Wow So, how, so how, was, how do you deal with this I couldn't lah. I did it for two years. I tried my best. Okay. Because at the time, it was like, I don't know why I didn't think of quitting. But after two years, I really was like, I couldn't do this anymore. So okay. I called my dad uh. on the phone one day. <laughs> it was bad. I cried on the phone. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Okay. And he just very calmly said, it's okay lah. If you can't do it, it's okay. Just quit. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So I, I immediately felt physically like a burden lift off my shoulders. And then you quit your job? I quit my job. Wow. You have such supportive parents Like if yeah. I told my dad Like oh, I cannot handle it I will stress at work My dad would be like Hey you suck it up ah. Because <laughs> no. I used to work Last time I used to walk 30 <laughs> kilometers to work ah, In the snow oh, What snow? Yeah, I'm, I'm like what snow? And he'd be like Hey don't be smart with me ah, boy <laughs> ah, Last time Malaysia got snow Fly FM So this guy in Japan Burned down his store Because of work stress It's ridiculous Ridiculous But he got us talking about Work stress in general right I mean you don't go and burn down the store But you there are different ways that you deal with it, lah. There are different ways, yes. You said you were a mechanical engineer. Yes, I after working on a ship, yeah, uh, I I got a shore-based job and a mechanical engineer, and I used to work at this company, yeah, that basically uh, maintained the ships for the navy. 
Oh, nice. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I thought it was nice <laughs> as well when I applied for the job. Yeah. And then I, you know, I was interviewed, and most of the bosses were ex Navy officers. Oh. Okay. So they all like very military. Right. Right. So when I was interviewed, I was interviewed by the CEO, the boss at that time, uh-huh. and he was a nice guy, like a British guy. You know, he liked me because I was a marine engineer and I knew about the ships and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Then two months after I started working, he left. Okay. Right. He was forced out of the company. Blah blah blah. And then the these military officers took over oh, and no. they ran the place like it was a military operation. So like how? Like every mistake you did, you had to do a punishment. Right? What? Yeah, they, you had to like you know drop down, give me twenty. But this is a job. Like, this, this is, is a work. job. Job. Yeah, I know. But they they ran the ship like it's you know military lah. Yeah. And then like they give you a BlackBerry. Yeah. Right. Every three hours you have to make a report. Even if you're sleeping, uh-huh. you have to get up, write a report, and then sleep. Isn't that bad for your health? It is very bad for your health, and it's weird. Like you know the fact that you couldn't do anything. There was no freedom. There was nothing. It's just, I oh, it's just I I couldn't take it. Like I I was there for about a year yeah. until I you know I was actively yeah. during the job. Just one side of the window is my work. Yeah. One side of the window is like you know looking for jobs. <laughs> just looking for jobs. And the moment I got another job, yeah, I wrote the nastiest resignation letter. You. Yeah, I was just like you know, I don't want to work with you anymore. <laughs> like you know, just like walked out of there, like just like like you know, like dropping the mic like that, like yeah. just, uh, walked out. Uh, so it, it felt so good. But this is okay if they do it to you know actual people who want to be in the military. But it's not okay if you're just an engineer, lah. Exactly. And I, and I just wonder if I see those people now, my bosses, my yeah, bosses, yeah, what and what do? would they say? Like now that I'm on radio, I do stand up. You know, I. I can imagine my HR manager coming to me. Oh, you stand up now, <laughs> and then drop down. Give me twenty. Your joke's not funny. <laughs> oh no, you got PTSD from yeah. this uh, proper. Hey, I get up at night. You know, sometimes like ah. Why? <laughs> So a Penang headmaster has designed an innovative desk to lessen the weight of school bags. Hey, here's a suggestion. Yeah. Don't carry the desk, lah. <laughs> no, so this was such a simple yet useful solution, though. The principal of Penang School, Muhammad Sabarullah, um, he was in a PIBG meeting, right, discussing mm-hmm. the issue of this, you know, heavy bags. When he had this idea of an innovative desk, so he actually did it. He worked with a team from Institute Kumahiran Mara and produced a desk that doubles up as a locker where students can keep their books and stationery and bags underneath the desk. They're calling it Smart and Easy Table. So it has like a locker under the table where, you, you know, we usually keep our food and whatnot, okay. but with a lock. Alright, okay, so... Yeah. I give this desk because it's such. There's so many things to this desk. Got drawer, got this thing. Yeah. I give this desk two weeks. Why? Because kids nowadays. Yeah. Actually, no lah. Kids in general cannot have nice things. Okay, <laughs> like my daughter. Right, we buy a nice pencil case. Blah blah blah. Two weeks lost. Right, and then like she got water bottle every day. She comes back. Oh, water bottle missing. Water bottle missing. What? I, it's just weird. Like she just like my time. We yeah. just used to carry like a mineral water bottle with a raffia string. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, but she gets all the nice. The pop, the one that pops open. Ah, uh, the one got got straw come out one. And they're like, oh, look at what my water bottle can do. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> lost, right? Two days, that's it. And then later on, she'll find it. She'll bring it back. So yeah. now she got two water bottles. I got a like a lost and found water bottle shelf <laughs> at home, you know. The, see, that's because you keep buying her new water bottles. If you make her carry a normal mineral water bottle, she won't lose her nice ones anymore. Yeah, you. <laughs> she, she wants to be like status, okay? No, no such thing. I want a nice bottle. Cannot. <laughs> my nieces and nephews are. 
are very cute when they get like they lose their erasers mm-hmm. and they have so many erasers but when they lose their eraser maybe it's under the book or something right mm. but they run around the house screaming I cannot find my eraser and they get so frustrated yeah my <laughs> daughter's the same thing right she will be using the eraser yeah. three seconds later she'll yeah. put it down on the table three seconds later she'll Papa Where's my eraser? And I'm in the <laughs> office, you know. Like how I know where your eraser is, you go and check like that. I'll come, I'll come outside. Yeah. I'll be like, look at the table. Just yeah. look one time, and I'm like, there, your eraser. Like, oh. <laughs> But speaking of school backpacks, I think it's such a big deal for us, right? Because it felt like it determined our social status at schools. What backpacks you were carrying? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, I I had the good ones. No, you had no. No, actually, I had the cheap ones. <laughs> Why did you say? I don't know. <laughs> I also watch status. Fly <laughs> FM. So this innovative teacher in Penang created this desk to help school children, so they don't have to carry their books to school anymore. They can just put it in this really smart and easy table, this locker, right? Yeah, I wish this was happening in my time because my bags were like seventeen thousand kilos or something. Yeah, exactly. That's why it got us talking about our backpacks and how backpacks in school like kind of determine our social status, <laughs> like what backpack you were carrying. Yes. Um, our question for you is. What backpack did you bring to school, and do you have a fun story for us? Some of you sent us voice notes. So I bought my kid one of those roller bags, right? Because I thought it's easier than carrying a heavy bag around. But her class is on the second floor. Now the wheels of her bag are just falling off because she will just drag her bag up the stairs. <laughs> I remember these roller bags. I yeah. remember some of the kids used to uh, used to roll it around like the air stewardess, like that. No, no, la la la. I had a proper pink roller backpack, man. Ooh, But I had class on the third floor, man. I regret. I think I use it for like two weeks. After that, I had to get a new backpack. Yeah, because you still have to put it in your bag to carry up the stairs. <laughs> exactly. I used to use a bookstrap to carry all my textbooks to school instead of putting them in my school bag. Ooh. I remember it was rainbow colored, and I thought it was pretty cool back then. But now looking back, I was such a nerd. It's so nerdy. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Well, I also had the bookstrap, right? And yeah. I remember once my belt broke. Uh huh. Right. So I used the bookstrap as a belt. Oh my god! So you had rainbow, rainbow belt. Yeah, it was so cool. Like everybody was like, "Hey, where you get your new belt?" I'm like, "It's a book strap." Breakfast show, the podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from six to ten a.m. on Fly FM.